Welcome to the Modern Miss Mason podcast. I'm your host, Leah Bowden, and over here we learn from, celebrate and lean into the teachings of educator Charlotte Mason, whilst focusing on how they truly impact a 21st century expression of childhood, motherhood and education. Welcome back to the Modern Miss Mason podcast. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a great week. Um, I am feeling a lot better all the time, apart from the fact that my voice isn't 100% back yet. So if I sound a little gravelier, gravelier, gravelly or deeper, that's why uh, I'm not just trying to be cool and put on some kind of radio voice. This is my current voice situation, uh, which is difficult when you are, when you do workshops, um, online speaking, podcasting. So I've got a cup of tea next to me and if I need to, I've got my finger on the pause button if I need to pause and cough and drink. But um, I'm here and I'm happy to be here with you. I want to say a big thank you because... We are now over a quarter of a million downloads over here on the Modern Miss Mason podcast. And that is obviously all down to you listening and sharing. So thank you so much. And to celebrate, I think what we should all do is when you've got a moment, head over and click on those five stars on your podcast um, app, your podcast feeder. And just maybe leave a, a line, just a word saying, great, this makes me happy, love this, whatever. <laughs> you know how these things work. The algorithm is a beast and we have to feed the beast. So if you click on those five stars and you leave a word like, you know, great, exclamation mark, um, other people are more likely to find the podcast. If they're searching for this kind of content and there are lots of reviews and lots of five stars, then they're more likely to find it. So if you love it and you think, I want other people to hear about this, then head over and do that. That would be fantastic. And I won't be offended if you pause now and go over and do that. Thank you. Uh, the other amazing thing that has happened, again, all down to you, is that my publisher, has contacted me recently, uh, publisher of Bonobus Mason, uh, which was Tyndale, of course, to say that you guys have bought so many books that they've had to do a second print uh, reprint already, uh, which, it, you know, we're only a, few, only a few months in after publication and we are reprinting. So again, thank you for buying the book. Keep sharing about it uh, because we want to get the word out that you truly can find your freedom within the Charlotte Mason philosophy. Well, today I'm talking about something that is very connected with, um, you know, the, the Charlotte Mason philosophy and this living education. But it's more of a thing that you might want to engage in as a mother or even with teenage children. And that is, I want to talk about book clubs. Um, we're going to get super practical here. And I just want to talk about what a great idea they are. Now, I can hear you all, all you introverts out there saying, no, thank you. I am ha happy to curl up uh, with a book and just think about it for myself and carry on with my life. I have a huge to be read pile. 
and I will just get on with it. I get you. I understand. And, you know, there are seasons where I absolutely feel like that. But, you know, I have um, on my members, on my membership forum, The Collective, which you all know about, uh, one of the four things we do in sequence every month is a book club. So we're reading six books over a whole year. So one book takes two months, two months. And we just split it in two. One month we discuss half, the first half and the next month we discuss the second half. So tonight uh, we are discussing the second half of Jean Stratton-Porter's The Keeper of the Bees. And I'm so excited to jump on with uh, with the collective and talk about the book. Uh, the next one we are starting to read for June and July is by Chain Potok and it is The Chosen. Um, highly recommend it and we can't wait to jump into that one as well. So this is an online forum book club. So this doesn't necessarily mean you've got to clean up your house, invite your friends over, make dinner. But I've heard of so many different types of book clubs. Um, I have been part of book clubs where you are sat in somebody's dining room with pots of tea and some cake. Um, I've been part of book clubs with children, um, as in helping facilitate children talk about books. Um, I've been part of all sorts of things over the years. I know of friends who have very elaborate book clubs. Um, they will meet a few times a year. They'll read a few books. And when they gather, it is very themed around the book, the food, how they how they decorate. And I've never done something like that. It can be as simple or as extravagant as you like. I have one friend who uses the Voxer voice app and her and a friend read a book together, but they read it aloud over Voxer. And that is and they've got through something like 35 books. Um, I love hearing about how different people do this and how um, actually reading in community can be really powerful. Now, often if we're really into books and we're bookish people, um, you know, we might be described as more of an introverted person. We like that quiet. We like that getting our head into the characters, the theme, or maybe it's a non-fiction and we're learning something for ourselves. And I, and I appreciate that. And the, this is the thing about books is that even in a book club, you read independently, but you come together to share your thoughts. And there's something really powerful about coming around ideas, coming around thoughts. And this is what I've got out of being part of book clubs and continue to do so from uh, within the collective book club is that when you start to share ideas and when you start to bring your thoughts together, you will pick up things that you didn't see yourself, didn't, un didn't understand for yourself, didn't uh, feel for yourself. And you kind of read first independently and then you read corporately. So you read as a community, whether that's just one other person or two of the people um, or it's a whole um, online forum. There's something about gathering around ideas, themes, thoughts and characters. It's amazing. Now, there are some huge book clubs out there, aren't they? Uh, Reese Witherspoon has a book club. Um, Oprah has a book club. And um, I particularly like Oprah's picks. Actually, I do read those occasionally. In, in fact, um, I've just picked up one, which I think will be a fantastic summer read. I'm just lifting it from under my microphone because it's so huge. It's called The Covenant of Water by Abraham 
Verkasi. Sorry, I'm, I have not said that out loud before. Um, so he's also the author of a book called Cutting for Stone. So I'd love to know if you have heard of that book. If you're well, this is a new book if you're reading it. Um, but I do like to read very widely and I'm interested in so many different genres. I know what I don't like, um, but I like to get ideas from other people. And so if you are on social media, um, I very limited on my social media. I'm mainly on Instagram. Um, but I do hear that there's TikTok book clubs and there's books of Instagram and book clubs of Instagram. And there's tons of stuff where you can actually look at reels, live videos, posts where people are recommending books and saying why. And um, I just think it's great. So what are some of the reasons why it's good to form, whether it's one other person or a club or some kind of gathering? Well, to begin with, if you are a struggling reader, so maybe like I was many years ago, I would be fine with kind of nonfiction. Um, I'd read Christian books or I'd read books that were helping me in my stage of parenting or development. But I was terrible at reading fiction. I just was such in such a productive mindset that I couldn't rest well. I didn't prioritize rest. Therefore, I didn't read books that caused that, that, that forced me into that place of rest, which I think fiction books do so well. And so if you're like that, then getting into a group with other people and reading a fiction book creates a, a sense of accountability. And so you know, okay, we're reading this together and I I need to have read this by this date. Now, my, I've got a couple of friends in my life that are amazing at, um, over the years. They'll remember uh, when I was not great at picking up fiction and they'd be like, Leah, have you got a fiction book on your pile? Come on. I recommend this one, this one, this one. And I gen, gen, uh, generally read their um, what they recommended and absolutely love them. So, you know, find like minded people, find people who understand you and take some suggestions from them. But if you gather with one or two people, there is this sense of accountability. So you are kind of pushing that discipline a little bit, which you know is going to have a fruitful outcome. Secondly, like I just said, you actually gain ideas from the people you with. They have insights into stuff that you may never have seen, you didn't understand, and you may have disputes. There may be things that you disagree with, but what it does, it draws out of you the why. You know, why didn't you like that character? Why did this book wind you up so much? Why didn't you like the ending? So you've got this accountability, you've got this um, gathered thoughts and gathered learning. It's also, thirdly, just a great way of creating almost like a hobby or a social outlet if you are more of an introverted person. It's a great way just to push the boat out a tiny bit to be with other humans. And I know some of you are laughing because I know you. I know that you would rather stay at home. But just making something like this happen, it doesn't have to be in a spotlessly clean house with a big made dinner. And, you know, for me, I, I love to sit and discuss a book over a fresh pot of tea 
and that you know a packet of biscuits keep it simple uh, I think life is much easier that way and just talk about the book now I find that being around bookish people or I love being around people who are readers because I can glean from them uh, titles and genres and ideas from things that they are reading so find friends that love to read find get into those conversations um ask them what they're reading um there are so many ways to do this aren't there now so there's so many ways um online so you've got places like goodreads which you know i have a love hurt relationship with goodreads because it is brilliant for and and don't go looking for me because i do not use it i just don't use it um last year i did I did start, I was like, right. I, and in fact, I think I've got two accounts on there. So if you go, and some of you will just go over and start looking, won't you? I think I might have one under Modern Miss Mason and one under Leah Bowden. And obviously my book is on there. So another reason to avoid Goodreads because people can be straight talking um, on there. As an author, you know, people are, they tend to be a little more subtle on Instagram, uh, sorry, on Amazon reviews. Um, and you know, I'm not afraid of people speaking honestly about their thoughts, but Goodreads, it's almost like there's no filter. It's a bit like Twitter, <laughs> which is another reason why we avoid that. So Goodreads, I think is great for ideas for, um, what should I read next? Um, especially if you do the whole social connection part of it, where you're looking for people who you know, what are they reading? And when I was putting books up there, I had one friend who used to say to me, um, oh, I was looking and I saw you read this and I saw you read that. And I, and I was like, huh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to share all this. So I stopped using that because it felt like a foreign place. It felt like it wasn't my home. I, I love sharing on Instagram. I love telling you guys stuff, you know, um, I'll put it on an email letter, but there was a, an, an email, um, yeah, an email. I'll put it on an email from my email list, uh, like what I'm reading, but being on Goodreads didn't feel like it was a place I knew. It was like being in a completely foreign territory. So uh, you will not find much, uh, many updates on there from me. Sorry about that. But it is a good place to find book recommendations. It is a good place to find honest reviews. And actually, it's a good place to find uh, mixed reviews. Um, so speaking of reviews, we'll just we'll just go there for a moment. Modern Miss Mason, which came out in January. Um, if you haven't got a copy yet, grab one. It's a great book for you to read over the summer before you start homeschooling again in the new term. But Modern Miss Mason has um, had, you know, 98% great reviews, which I am so grateful for. My, I'm just so grateful that it's doing the work uh, of what I set out to do, which was to bring peace and freedom and joy through the Charlotte Mason, through Charlotte Mason's ideas into your home, into your mothering and into the children in your life. And um, most of the reviews do reflect that. Um, but some of them, there's a couple uh, that, which I expected, you know, it's not Christian enough. I've missed the mark. Um, I mean, there's one very low one, which is poor lady who, if you look at her reviews, they're all very negative. So maybe, maybe there's something going on there. Uh, but she decided to just 
list off other ones you should try instead of mine. And guys, I'm okay with that. I'm not saying this because I'm like weeping behind here. I'm okay with that. The reason why I'm saying that is actually it's not, I think it's more normal to have varied reviews because we're all so different and we all read from a different lens through a different, um, you know, a, a different life experience. And so if I actually, if I go across to a book and all I can see is 100% five-star reviews, I start to think, hmm, they had a good launch team or there's something, they've got a lot of good friends posting nice things about them. And so I actually, and I have a friend who told me this, she said she, when she's looking for a book recommendation, she looks for three and four star reviews as well. And she looks for this kind of rounded, well-rounded um opinion of it isn't that interesting so you know it doesn't always feel great as an author you have to have thick skin and you have to know what the book is for and who it's for and be certain of you know what you've put it out there for and I know some of you are going to go onto Goodreads and Amazon now and start reading all my reviews I don't want to know don't don't come at me and start telling me stuff I um I'm just thankful for them. I'm thankful for anybody who's taken time to read it and then take an extra time to sit and, and write something about it. Whether that, whether you loved it or not, that takes a little bit of commitment, something that I'm not great at. I have to really have some conscious effort to leave a review. So that was a slight tangent, uh, which you might find interesting anyway. But there are many ways, aren't there? Engaging with, with bookish people, finding out um you know what's out there what's new and here's here's something i want to say for you charlotte mason educators um have a look at what's new out there i think we can you know me i'm a vintage book collector i absolutely love that smell you walk into a used bookstore it just smells amazing and i'm the first one to have my face in a book and i have a lot of them but I often will make myself go into a Barnes and Noble or Waterstones. I mean, we don't have Barnes and Noble here, but if I'm in the States, um, you know, go into a modern new bookshop and look at what's out there. And that's why I, that's why I appreciate things like the Reese Witherspoon Book Club or the um, Oprah Book Club, because they're new, fresh books, new authors people who I may never have engaged with before because my head is generally in these kind of older living books. But let me tell you, people are writing living books today. They are writing amazing books. So don't be too stuck in the past when it comes to um, your ideas around writing and um you know, the, the style or the types of things that people are writing about, but just dabble a little bit in some of those newer um, books. And I would encourage you, maybe even this summer, find a summer read from a brand new author and or, or a modern 21st century author even and see where you go with that. So, so there are many, many reasons to gather with others around books. And if you do, I'm going to wrap up here today with um, some questions about, um, sorry, slight musical interlude there, <laughs> um, with some questions that you could use in your book club. So if you are on Instagram, I have posted these today in a reel on Instagram. So go and have a look 
share it, save it. Um, that's where they're written down. So you can find it on there. Um, if I'm super clever, I will also post them into the notes of this podcast. Um, I will try and do that. Um, but I want to go through, just wrap up here with 10 book club questions. And so I'll just, um, you know, I'll read them out slowly and you can ponder them and maybe jot them down if you want. You could kind of go back and jot it down. And when you do gather with others around a great book, maybe you could try some of these questions. Okay, here we go. Question one, what were your initial thoughts about the book? Did your opinion change as you kept reading? Number two, how would you describe the author's writing style? Did it enhance or hinder your reading experience? Which character did you really relate to or find the most interesting? Why? Any particular themes or messages that really grabbed your attention? How did the author explore them? What parts of the story hooked or surprised you the most? Did any plot twists totally throw you off? Did the book evoke any strong emotions? Which scenes or moments got you right in the feels? Could the picture, could you picture the settings described in the book? Did the author do a good job of bringing them to life? Were there any quotes or lines that really spoke to you? Share your favourites and chat about what they meant to you. Did the pacing of the book feel right to you? Were there any parts that dragged or went too fast? What did you make of the ending? Did it leave you satisfied or wanting more? So there you go. There are 10 um, simple questions that you could ask yourself if you're for your, for your own reading or if you are gathered with others around a book. Give them a go. Just take two or three. And after you've read something or a couple of chapters, try asking some of those questions and see what you end up with. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here today. And um, I hope that this has been helpful, maybe made you think a little more and maybe made you consider not just sitting alone in your introverted world, reading your books, but maybe gathering with one other person, maybe doing the idea of reading on Voxer or WhatsApp or Marco Polo to each other. Maybe you could have a couple of friends on Instagram and do a, um, a group on your DMs and just talk about a book. And maybe just, you know, maybe you could join the collective. Head on over, the link is in the bio. Come and join the collective. The book club is just one of the four major things that we do over there. Just to remind you, we do the book club. We do um, a monthly writing room called the Bronte Room where you can bring your writing project and be part of a co-working situation. Uh, we do a group coaching session. And then right at the end of the month, every single month, I prepare and present brand new content in a modern Miss Mason uh, the collective workshop and um, we get most people come to that and we often find new people gathering in for that as well and the workshop is is definitely worth even if you just sign up for that come across and sign up for the workshop so join the collective the book club is happening tonight but you'll probably won't catch that once this podcast goes out um, but the next thing to happen next week is the workshop. So now is the time to sign up so you can get the next workshop. The next workshop that's happening at the end of May is all about how to 
review your homeschool in a really healthy, holistic way and how to rest well and plan for the next phase ahead. So reviewing, resting and planning ahead is going to be the theme of our workshop at the end of May. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. And thank you again for helping us reach over quarter of a million downloads over here on Modern Miss Mason. Don't forget to go over and click those five stars. Leave a little review if you can. And if you haven't yet, do subscribe so you don't miss an episode. See you next week. Thank you.